Welcome to Ask of Expert, brought to you by the team at Vexit.com. Our bi-weekly series is the podcast helping business owners, managers, and professionals thrive in the world of modern work. Here's this week's host, Polly Craig. Well, thank you so much for joining us as we head back to the West Coast for our next episode. Death and taxes are definitely two subjects that we try to avoid talking about. But hey, by facing it head on, it somehow helps put our minds at ease. Today, we're having a conversation with an expert about making the next tax season the best one possible for you and your business. Let's start with a statistic to get a sense of where a lot of business owners are at. According to a survey by a leading B2B research and ratings company, Clutch, 30% of small businesses believe they overpay their taxes and could claim more deductions and credits. This is despite the fact that 93% of small businesses rate themselves as very or somewhat confident in their ability to accurately file taxes. One potential reason for missing deductions and credits is some avoid getting outside help from accountants and financial advisors, thinking it may not be worth the cost. In the end, for many, it literally pays to bring in experts using a matching service like our very own Vexit.com. So what are some must-knows and best practices to optimize your return as a business owner and decrease the taxes you pay? Today's guest is here to shed light on this. And with us today is Payment Solari. Based in Vancouver, BC, Payment is the founder of Wise Invest, an investment advisor and an expert in personal financial planning. We're so glad to have you with us today, Payment, and welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me today. It's my honor speaking to you, talking to you and all around Canada. So isn't it interesting that, you know, we think that we are savvy in our investments and doing our taxes, but yet the majority think that we could be claiming more things. We just don't necessarily get the right advice. Would you agree with that? Exactly. You know, that's the biggest problem I've seen in my clients. You know, there are plenty of opportunities down there. But unfortunately, due to lack of financial information, due to lack of training, they could not use as much as they can. And that's the big problem. And you know, the problem is nobody would tell you that you can save this amount of taxes. You can do this or you can do that. Unfortunately, there is not that much information. There is a lack of access to the experts and people pay taxes instead. Absolutely. So where's a good place to start? You know, if we're a small business, we have engaged with somebody, you know, we've just been using the same accountant, not necessarily a financial advisor to file our taxes. What are the questions that we should be asking and how do we actually connect with the right financial advisor? Are there different types of advisors? Well, let me start from a client's story who I met around two years ago. When I met him, Exactly in his first meeting, he showed me his last tax slip that he paid, and it was over $100,000. It was not all the taxes he paid. It was the last installment of his tax payments. And, you know, he was so angry and upset about that. And he told me that, you know what, I'm just working for CRA. I don't have that much freedom that I was looking for. The more I make, the more I pay. And that's the problem. What should I do? Please help me with that. So I asked him, could you please let me know how much money do you need for your personal use? And he said, okay, it is approximately $300,000 annually. I need to be in my pocket. 
So I calculated something and asked him, okay, could you please break it down? Why do you need $300,000? What are your expenses? I am not looking for a mortgage or I'm not looking for your groceries. Other than that, what exactly do you pay for? He told me that in our family, we pay around $20,000 of medical expenses annually. I invest for myself for my retirement around $50,000. A combination of TFSC and RSB, which advisors are saying to do so. And also, I have a life insurance for myself, which I pay around $40,000 annually. These are the amounts that I am paying in addition to my personal living expenses. So I ask him, okay, it means that you are paying over $100,000 for your medical expenses, for your retirement, also for your life insurance and protection. Is that true? He said, so yeah, that's true. And then I jumped in and told him that, okay, that's the case. What if I tell you that you can pay this $100,000 from your corporate pocket, not from your personal pocket, and save $100,000 of taxes? He just shocked and he said, no way how you could do that. And that's the reality. So what yeah. is his corporate situation? He owns a company? Yeah, he owns a company. And yeah, he is a business owner and he owns a company. And this is the case with most corporate owners, I can say. There are some great tools, some great strategies, which government, CRA, and everybody brought to us. We can use them. We can get benefits of them. But unfortunately, we don't as we do not know. And this is the main idea of Wise Invest. What we do, we try our best to maximize the benefits of our corporate owners while decreasing their tax liabilities and taxes. This is what we always do. It is straightforward. It is not that much complex that people would say, and it is doable. You can save taxes and you can increase your benefits. Okay, so let's break it down. Let's get into some details and share yeah. some ideas that uh, you can provide. Of course. For example, for that client of mine, paying medical expenses out of pocket. You know what? There is a solution which is called health spending account. You as a business owner can deduct your medical expenses and your family medical expenses from your corporate. You can pay those expenses from corporate's pocket, not from your personal pocket. Let's assume somebody who is at the highest tax bracket, let's say 50% taxes. If they want to pay $20,000 for medical expenses, they have to withdraw $40,000 in order to have that $20,000 available. But you can pay that $20,000 from your corporate pocket and save huge amount of tax. That's called health spending account. It is easy to establish it is easy to implement and yeah, it is really great, a really great tool. And would to you say. have to have a corporation of a certain size? Of course. It doesn't have anything about the size of your corporation, but you have to be incorporated to be able to use that HSA. And you have to pay yourself income or salary. If you are on dividend, you cannot use that HSA or health spending account. That's very useful information. What else should we be doing? About retirement, you know, we at Wise Invest, we do holistic financial planning. And of course, retirement planning is part of that holistic financial planning. 
for planning for retirement, mostly people know that, okay, we have RRSP, we have TFSAs, and then we can invest in both. And then if we have more, we can invest in our savings account for our retirement. Or somebody may say that I will invest in real estate. Anyhow, these are all sort of investments for your, for your retirement. But you have to invest from your out pocket. You have to take out money from your pocket and put it into RSV or TFSA. The money which is in your pocket is after tax money. It means you pay the taxes and then you invest that. What if I tell you that you can invest not from your pocket, but from your corporate's pocket? It means not after tax money. It means pre-tax money. It means the money that you didn't pay taxes. And there is a great opportunity down there with pension plans. If you're a corporate owner, if you're an entrepreneur and you are the owner of your corporation, you can invest for your retirement from your corporate's pocket, not your personal pocket. And all the fees and all the amounts that you are investing for yourself through that pension plans they all are tax deductible for your corporation. Can you give us yeah. an example, like a specific example, something that you've been okay. able to do for one of your clients? Yeah. Why pension plans are in the market? If somebody wants to invest for his or her retirement through RRSPs, the RRSP limit is 18% of their annual salary. If somebody pays himself $200,000, 18% of that will be $36,000, while the law just let him to invest $27,000, okay? He or she cannot invest as much as he wants or she wants. Then what could they do? In order to keep their lifestyle at the same level at retirement, pension plans kick in in these positions. Their limitations, their rules are higher than RRSP. And instead of paying from your own pocket, your corporate can pay for your retirement. Your corporate can settle a pension plan for you, for your employees if you want, and then from corporate's pocket, based on some calculations and based on some arrangements, it will be calculated how much you can invest for yourself, for your retirement, actually. Then your corporation will invest for you, deposit money for you in a tax-sheltered account, and then yeah, at retirement, you could be the beneficiary of that account and you could take out money and pay taxes at that time. Imagine it. Let's say this guy, this client of mine, invested $50,000 for his retirement from his own pocket. To have that $50,000 available, he has to withdraw $100,000. This way, if he could invest via his pension plan, he saves $50,000 of taxes annually. Just imagine the amount, the amount of tax savings. So people, entrepreneurs, business owners should know what great and big opportunities are here just to use them. Yeah, it's just thinking of it differently. And rather than paying with after-tax dollars, anytime we can pay with pre-tax through our company, then that's a good thing. Have you ever thought... I'd love to have a podcast just like this one. Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. 
If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. We've covered off the health. We've covered off some investing in retirement savings plans through the company. Also, you touched on the importance of making sure that you incorporate your business. Of course. So then we talk a lot about whether we should be keeping our money in our business or pulling money out to you know, pay down debt or to invest it. Do you work with clients in that area? A lot. That's a great point that you mentioned. Yeah, it's a really hot topic. Whether to keep money in your corporation or whether to take it out. First, let's see why do we incorporate ourselves. We incorporate ourselves due to two main reasons. One of them is all about saving taxes. Let's say that you make $200,000 annually or $300,000 annually, but you personally need only $100,000, okay? Only $100,000 and the rest is excess. If you are not incorporated, then you have to pay taxes for that $300,000. And then it brings up your MTR or your marginal tax rate to the highest level. But if you incorporate yourself, all the money would go to that corporation. The expenses will be deducted from that. You will pay around 11% taxes on that amount. And then you yourself will pay taxes based on the amount that you withdraw from your corporation, not for all. And the next reason is all about liabilities and everything toward liabilities. I don't want to touch that. This is the reason that you incorporate yourself. It means when you make money more than what you need, it's better to be incorporated. You incorporate yourself, your corporation will start regenerating income, and you take part of that. But the rest is sitting there. How you can withdraw money from your corporation tax efficiently. That medical expense or health spending account is one of the solutions that people could have. The other one is that pension plan if they could be eligible for. And there are other great stories. Let's talk about insurances and insurance planning, which helps us a lot here. I, as a business owner, should, first of all, protect myself, my family, and my business from any unprecedented. It could be a disease, it could be death, it could be disability, it could be anything. Those are the things that we don't want to talk about, but we are talking about today. Of course, we do not like to talk about. Of course, I don't want to think about, okay, what if I get cancer? But that could happen. So I have to be prepared for that, especially as a business owner, because I have dual liabilities, one through my family and the other through my business and my business partners and employees. So did I do all the right thing? Did I cover all the risks? Did I buy the right insurances? Do I have enough coverage for all the unprecedented happenings? And there are so many other questions. And here. A real financial advisor, a real financial advisor, I have to say, makes a major role and a game-changing role. Because, you know, sometimes your advisor is just a seller. Sometimes your advisor is a planner and advisor. What are the risks? What are the must? What are the to-dos and not to-dos? And then based on those, they will propose you what exactly you need. and. The most important part of that, they would tell you whether to pay it by your own money from your own pocket or from your business pocket. 
And, and every situation is different. It's learning and understanding your client first and foremost and what their needs are and what the ability for their company to provide by using it as a vehicle. Exactly. You know, let me ask you a question here. If I tell you in this specific point, there could be a treasure according to some statistics or according to some information that I have, would you dig there or not? There's a possibility of a treasure. Absolutely. Okay, great. But what if I tell you that there is a solution which I am 100% sure that it is a treasure? Well, then that would make total sense to go that route. Of course. But you can only know that if you have an advisor that is authentically licensed and able to provide the right information. Of course, you know, life insurances are really great tools, are really great tools. But unfortunately, the misinformation and mistreatment of some bodies make the situation not that favorable for people. When you talk about life insurance or even insurance, people may say, oh, no, I don't have, I don't want these insurance companies are playing like this, playing like that. And, you know, they mismatch everything together. Believe me. A corporate life insurance could be a great strategy, a great strategy to invest in that, having tax sheltered growth, and then having tax efficient retirement income from that. And also a really great tool in order to transfer your state to your next generation and to your beloved ones. Let's talk about that because... We hear about, especially having gone through COVID, that people have, you know, a lot of funds and they're thinking more about their succession planning and transferring their estates to their beneficiaries. So what are the steps that or recommendations that you make to your clients? First and foremost is having a needs analyst to see what exactly do they need? What is their financial status? from the personal side, from the corporate side. What are the risks toward their business? And what insurance coverages do they need? Do they have enough coverage or not? Do they have all the coverages that they need or not? If there's a gap there, then definitely it should be fulfilled. But purchasing that insurance from a corporation has its own effects. Purchasing that insurance from personal side has its own benefits and pros and cons. It's really important to know which one should you follow, buying through corporate or buying through your personal pocket. And believe me, there are big opportunities down there. But it's really important to know all about it and to know what exactly you need. And of course, a business owner is busy. He or she cannot spend too much time on these materials, okay? This is the responsibility of their advisor to check everything, to analyze everything, and then to propose the right product and prepare them to make a great decision. This is one of our biggest problems. Business owners, our clients, doesn't have that much time. This is my responsibility, to abstract everything, to prepare the concentrate of all of what we have in this industry in a short session and to just let them know that what are the threats, what are the opportunities, and what are the suggestions and offerings. 
This is what financial advisors should do. And we try our best to do exactly like that. So at the, the very beginning, is there, you know, every situation obviously is going to be unique. Are there checklists that people can use to determine, you know, where they're at to help you in advance of a first meeting to understand a personal situation? To be honest with you, yeah, there are several sort of questionnaires, but I myself do not rely on questionnaires because questionnaires are just tracking the standard flow of information. However, there are so many, so many information between the lines, which none of the questionnaires could take them out. This will be taken out through conversation. And this is what we believe we need. Of course, we have questionnaires. Of course, we send questionnaires to our clients. But questionnaires are not what we rely on. We rely on what our clients talk about between the lines, and then we move forward. And, you know, just like you talk about communication with you to understand and read between the lines, then there needs to be communication with other stakeholders, whether it's family members or succession planning within the business. So you as an advisor, do you get involved in being part of those discussions? Of course we do. When I talked about holistic financial planning, it includes state planning, it includes succession planning. And then now we are partnered with a great succession planning and state planning firm in British Columbia. Yeah, we do everything. We involve in every session, in every meeting, talking to them, talking to their stakeholders, to know what exactly they want to do, how they want to transfer the assets, their shares, the structures, the trusts, and everything, you know? It is complicated in that section. So, And understanding people's wishes. Of know, course. What one person wishes, and you have families involved. Some businesses have family involvement within. Some have some of their family involved and others outside of the business and talking about being fair and equal and all the things that come into an emotional the emotional side of financial planning can often be very difficult. That's exactly true. Even, you know, their ambitions and their wishes would be different if they sit with you with another one or if they sit with you just a one-on-one. I had several, several of these meetings, okay? The guy asked me something or said, okay, I'd like to do this or that, this or that. And then a day or two days after, called me and asked me, okay, you know what? I said that, but what I really want is something different. This happens. Okay? These are really difficult, difficult conversations, which people think they, they prefer not to do it. And because of that, they just, you know, send them back, send them back all the time. But it's really important. Well, and sometimes about. it's you start the conversation. Nobody really wants to go there in the beginning. It's of like course. we started this conversation. Nobody wants to talk about death and taxes. The fact is that they're a part of our life. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. There's no guarantee. So by dealing with it and having somebody that can continue that conversation, I mean, you sleep better, you probably live longer, and you don't have to face the death part quite as soon because you're dealing with it. So we've talked about taxes and planning and incorporating and using our business being wise in understanding and connecting with the right advisor to really learn and understand where the opportunities are that we're not really taking into consideration at this time that might apply to us. Is there anything else that we haven't covered that you'd like to touch on? 
Yeah, one thing that I think it is necessary to mention is beside investing for retirement, beside funding your retirement, it's really important to know what sort of income you will have at your retirement. Would it be a taxable income or would it be a cash flow which is not taxable? If there are some solutions which I prefer not to cover them because there are so much details and we do not have that much time, but there are some great strategies which especially business owners could implement in order to have cash flows at their retirement. And those amount of money are not taxable and they can save huge amount of taxes at that time. And then their, let's say, pensions or benefits or anything that they would receive won't have callback. It's really important to know how you could have those cash flows and add them to their, let's say, proceedings from their RRSP or from their pension plan or from anything else. Because whatever you are taking out from your RRSP or pension plan would be 100% taxable. So these taxable income would increase and then they could call back all the pensions that you could receive. Being able to add a cash flow or a tax-free, it is not correct actually tax-free income, it's cash flow. Adding a cash flow which is not taxable and which is not considered as your income could open great doors to you at your retirement. And you as a business owner have this opportunity. Think about it, ask from the experts and ask them to help you with. These are really important, really important. Well, and and we may not own our businesses forever. So it's important that the sooner we do it, if we're incorporated and have a business, the better it is. And then think about what happens if we sell our business down the road to make sure that things are set up, that your investments and cash flow are protected. Of course, of course. One other thing that I want to mention is some business owners or I don't know, most business owners, they try to have some insurances to cover their overhead expenses. They purchased these policies two years, 10 years, five years ago. These policies need revision because of inflation. Inflation kills everything. Now the prices are higher. The costs are higher. The expenses are higher. So they need to revise their policies. They have to ask from their financial advisor to do all the revision and then add any coverage that they need to. This is one of the things that now I'm talking to my clients about. And so just on that point, how often should you be meeting to review? It really depends on the inflation rate, to be honest with you. In case of investments, at least once a year. Okay, once a year, at least for your investments. But in case of your insurance needs and coverage needs, it really depends on inflation. You know, we always calculate based on 2% inflation rate. And we mostly see all of these inflation in our calculations. However, this 4 or 5% inflation, which in some cases is more than even 10, 15%, it is unprecedented and nobody's seen them. So it's really important to get back to those policies, to your expenses, check them, compare them to their policy to check if everything is fine or not. So many people have buy and sell agreement and they have insurances on those buy and sell agreements. They just, you know, realize this could be the value of my corporation in 20 years. But due to so many changes, the valuations and everything is changed. I think in my point of view, there should be a reassessment 
and also those policies should be again revised. These are really important. You should feel confident that you have coverage, but it's really important to revise them to gain your confidence as the prices are rocketing up. That makes total sense. We've covered a lot of ground here, Payment, and I think that being business owners, you know, we get busy day to day. And the last thing we want to be dealing with is organizing and making sure that, first of all, we have the right insurance coverage. And the fact that we don't have to run away from insurance, there are some good vehicles that we should be considering to make sure that we're looking after our tax planning and retirement savings and all those things included in there. Read between the lines. Both have our advisor read between our lines to make sure that we're disclosing things and giving the true whole story so that they can be the best advisor for us and take action. Make sure that we put it in place and then revisit it regularly, taking into consideration outside factors such as inflation. And maybe our needs change. Every day is different. We've covered a lot of ground and you've been very insightful. Thank Thank you you so much for all your time. No worries. What I always talk to my clients is, okay, you know, you spend at least eight hours making money. Please spend one hour for three to four weeks, prepare your plan, prepare everything, and then move forward. It's worth it. You made it hard. Do not just leave it alone and be happy with what you did with your banking account and your savings and everything. You are making that money hard. That's great advice. For every eight hours, spend at least some time making sure that we've got the plan on track and revisiting. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Payment. It was a pleasure spending this time with you. And as business owners, sometimes we need that little jog to just say, yep, get that on my to-do list today and deal with it. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me here. All the best. Enjoy the sunshine on the West Coast. Thank you very much. I hope so. We do not have it. Please note that the conversation in this podcast is for informational and learning purposes and does not constitute legal, financial, or business advice. The Ask of Expert podcast is a production of Exit and distributed globally by the SoundOff Media Company. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at averyrich.com.